Mythology, a new podcast celebrating the culture and history of the island of Ibiza. I'm Bill Beecham, an Ibiza-based journalist, and in each podcast I will interview Ibithans who are contributing in some way to the life and culture of this diverse island. Tony Mananellis is a true Ibithologist. He's made it his life's work to investigate and understand the traditional rural culture and way of life here. Tony celebrates and promotes Ibithan country dancing and music, and has just published a book which digs deep into its origins and meanings. In this interview, Tony describes how moving as a child to the countryside made him want to understand and appreciate a disappearing way of life. At the end, we're treated to a demonstration of Ibethan music and traditional singing, which you may recognise. Tony, I'm so pleased to meet you at last. I, I came to your talk on uh, Ibethan courtship rituals rural courtship rituals a couple of years ago which was fascinating and, and since then I've wanted to get to know you and, and find out more about you and I know that you've just published this book about folk dancing in Ibiza but before we talk about that I'd just like to know a bit about you okay. could you tell me a bit about your background where you were born and, and raised and so okay. on? Okay well I was born here on the island 1966 so quite a long time ago already uh, uh, my father, he was Ibisenk. Yeah. My mother, she's Dutch. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm a strange uh, product from an inf- from those uh, influences. But I, I I never get to know my, my father, actually. He died just a couple of months before I, I was born. So, okay. I was um, uh, brought up with, just with my mother. So... In this case, um, I have to say I I really get in touch with the local culture much later, even if I was born here. You know, it's sometimes easy to 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 live on this island in different uh, societies in one, mm. which are actually not mixing at all, yeah. like oil and water. Sure. So you have no conflict because you are not mixing. <laughs> and and this can last for all your life if you want. But in my case, in certain moments, I say, okay, I'm... Well, this happened because uh, at uh, an age of 10 years, 11, uh, my family moved from Ibiza town to Santa de Trudis. And then I had to change from school. Mm. Well... In Ibiza, I was, uh, first of all, um, being in a school which was the most, let's call it modern, alternative school blood on the island. And all the sons, uh, daughters from the foreigners colony here on the island, were going there. Nice. So uh, when I'm, when my family moved to Sunday to this, I got in touch with the locals right. for the first time. Yeah. And even with the local language. How old were you then? About 11. Right. 
and well I, at that moment I start to feel a foreigner in my own land right and um, from this moment on I started first to, to try uh, to to speak the language which was the first step mm. for me and after that uh, getting interested into well the different aspects of the culture, the local so culture. How, how did you get into the, the, the language? Did you go to a local school? All the, the school was in Spanish, just in Spanish. Even I have to say, uh, we were at that moment, uh, the whole school in Santa Cruz is about 90. Uh, and they all changed their language to speak to me in Spanish. And that made me feel even more out from my own culture and my own land, the place yes. where I was born. Yes. So, no, no, I, it was just, well, uh, children between them, it's easy to, to, to learn if you want, it's uh, easy. So, like this, I, I just start to speak and, and little by little, the, it's the way it went. So I have to say that first in my life, I remember I was thinking in Dutch, Mm -hmm. Later is Spanish yeah. and now in Catalan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit yes. the progression or the... And, and does that, is that a different way of thinking or is it just a, a, a linguistic difference? Uh, well, I think, I think languages are much more than just a way of communication. It's just as if you say um, music is for, just for dancing. No, of course you cannot dance without music. Yeah. But music is much more. Mm. Those people who say, oh, language is just a way to communicate. Well, I think it's much more than that. Of course, it's a basic uh, tool to communicate mm. with somebody else. But um, it's made after the way that the people is, the culture is. And uh, that's why the language is the way it is. And maybe if you start especially thinking on that language, you become a little uh, different from what you were before. Not better or worse, but just yes. different. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. and, and then, so as, as you grew older, yes. did your interest just, just deepen in Ibithenko traditional culture? Yes. Uh, the first thing I, I, I went into... Uh, were actually two things, architecture, local architecture, and music, local music. So when I was 18 and I had my driving license, I went to an old um, music player, flute and drum, who at that moment was one of the few which was teaching because at that moment they were on the own whole island, maybe 10, 12 people, maybe not much more than that, playing those instruments. Now there are maybe not hundreds, but many of them. And uh, well, this was one way. Mm. So from the music, from the flute and the drum, uh, later on, I always uh, like to to sing, so I tried to sing also the traditional way here on the island, so so consola doblada and cruzada. Uh, I went on with 
uh, my interest on the architecture. And then from this, uh, it started over everything. <laughs> yeah. So food, uh, behaviors, uh, well, whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> I am interested on. That doesn't mean I, I, am, I am an expert at all. I am not an expert of any, anything just because of that. Because I have such a lot of different if, if, uh, interests. Mm. It's impossible to become uh, really good in something. Yes. But I do like to... In English we say, a jack of, of all trades, yes. a master of none. Okay. <laughs> but I'm sure that's not the case. No, he would say, aprendendo tot, mestre de res. Okay. So the one who learns everything is a master of nothing. <laughs> it's the same, really. <laughs> yes, it's actually yeah. the same. Yeah. So, it, it's, it, but it's mainly rural culture rather than... Yes, urban. yes, yes. Uh, we have to say in Ibiza traditionally, um, Ibiza town and the rest of the island are again two islands in one. Um, they have been for many years, centuries, even opposite societies, not just different, mm. but even opposed. Uh, all the taxes, all the things like having to go to military, uh, things like that, this all came from the town. Uh, and people in the countryside, they prefer to be free, <laughs> like everyone wants to be, yes. and not to be imposed by others. And does that feeling still exist now? It's dying. Uh, you have to understand before, uh, for instance, the fight that uh, nowadays there are two or three, uh, at least two uh, folk groups from traditional dance in Ibiza town, right. where it was never danced mm. except from the people who came from the countryside at the first moment when they came, but they, they uh, leave it. Uh, it's an idea from what uh, what the society has changed a lot. Mm. Yes. yes, yes. I, I mean, I, I get the feeling that there was a lot of antagonism between the folk from Ibiza town yes. who were kind of imposing themselves on the rest of the island. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. what I was trying to to to, yeah. to explain. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's it's right. But this is now uh, completely. It's the same question as antagonism between different quarters of the island in the past centuries. Yeah disappeared to go courtship a girl from a different village was something really dangerous <laughs> and uh, well, nowadays this is really disappeared mm. just when we are joking a bit or so then we like to say that mm. well people from Ibiza town okay there are reasons but yeah. in a certain way let's say it like that <laughs> <laughs> and is there a kind of like a, a unity in, in, in rural Ibethan culture, you can pick out common threads across the islands, which is separate or was separate to the city. Yes, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, the city was placed around the harbour and was the place where all the new uh, influences came. Um, rural Ibiza was apart from that, but Another aspect which is very important to keep in mind is that rural Ibiza was not focused on villages, but the houses are all around the island. Uh, 
and that makes again uh, difficulty to to for foreign and new ideas uh, to to come through. It's much easier when the population is situated into villages. So when we are speaking about Ibiza, I like to say sometimes that we are like three islands in one. The first island is the island. The second is Ibiza town and uh, the rural area of Ibiza, the rest of the island, and then each house. Right. Okay. Uh, we used to say here, uh, there are two ways to do the things, like I do, and doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and another thing we used to say is, uh, it's better to kill a man than to uh, put a bad influence or to admit a bad influence. Okay, what is a bad influence? We could discuss about that. What is killing a man? There's no discussion about that. So in case of doubt, kill the man. <laughs> so that's the kind of society in some ways. We have other sets that are nicer than that ones. But you can imagine when one society has these things to say um, and then you have got those houses here and there, no ways for cars until the, the, the late, very late 19th century, I would say, more the, the first uh, part of the 20th century. And, uh, well, this makes an, an island which is in some way reluctant to changes. That doesn't mean there have not been changes. Of course there have been. Much more than people think. Right. Uh, but uh, I tend to say that Ivisa in the history it's like uh, a watch which is going with the late, not uh, on the right way. So every time that a new culture arrives on the island, things start to go slower than in the mainland and in other places. And this makes that little by little, uh, there is a bigger difference between what happened here and what happened in the other places. At a certain moment, a new invasion, a new change arrive, and then they set the watch on time again. Mm. But this is a big change then, and again it starts going slowly. Yes, more so, or less. So, uh, over the over the centuries, we've had all these different invaders mm -hmm. coming to Ibiza. Yes, but from what you're saying, their influences have just taken a long time to to seep into the countryside. Um, at least. At least what we know in the last centuries. We don't know how it was working in the time of the Romans, or in the time of the Arabs, mm -hmm. uh, Byzantines, and things like this. We have no idea from how it was working. Uh, There's no for, evidence. Well, uh, there are archaeological evidences, but uh, not enough, or documentate. there is not enough documentation to say really mm. uh, how the society was behaving how they worked and so but uh, at least from the 18th century like now until now uh, people who came from out of Ibiza for different reasons at the beginning it was people working for the government and so later they were this 
uh, travelers and so they always say the same thing the 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 culture from these people is um out of date it's too old they are old-fashioned right. they always speak the same thing about this but this is something we know from 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 the yes we would say we don't know much more from those ways of be uh, before the 17th century let's say it like this you can imagine more or less from the catalan mm. arrival until now but mm. what happened before Pfft, who knows yeah who knows it would be nice to know <laughs> <laughs> and then in in the midst of all this um the dancing yes. and the music so yes. perhaps we could talk a bit about about that first of all first of all how do you pronounce Ibithenko country dancing. Well, What's... nowadays, altogether, we know it as Baile Pages. Baile Pages. Baile Pages. Which translated means uh, country people's dance. Right. Huh? But this is something which is uh, used not only for the dances. Uh, when we are speaking about traditional wine from Ibiza, we say Vi Pages. When we are speaking from the oil made here on the island, oli pages. When speaking from the houses, we say casas pagesas, except the foreign uh, community says fincas, but that's wrong. Finca is actually the plot, the, the old domain. It doesn't even need to have a building, but okay. So uh, this addition, the bread, traditional bread, pa pages. Okay. But how do the pagesos, the country people, call all these things? They call it pa, vi, oli, and balla. Mm. They don't add pages. Who is adding pages to this? Something, someone who is not pages. Someone from Ibiza town. Okay. Okay. So uh, in the 20th century, um, the, the people from Ibiza town started to, to put this uh, adjective pages to all these things to, uh, to mean it's something from the countryside. Yeah. But the people in the countryside themselves, they were not using it. Actually, when we made this book with Miguel Mayordomo, uh, we were reluctant to use the name by pages because the old people still now in the countryside, the last ones, who are dancing it in a natural way, don't call it Baile Pages. Mm. They say it Baile Balla. Mm. But uh, it's a specific kind of dance. And they looked strange to, to us when we said that because it was the only kind of dance they knew. So why do I have to give it a special name when there is no other dance? It's just dance, dancing. If you have two kinds of wine, you can call it white wine or like red wine. Hmm. But if you just have one kind of dance, so then you call it bai. Yes. Bai, yes. But nowadays, even the people in the country, the young people, has adopted this name as bai pages. It's the best known. Yes, uh, everyone knows that. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, well, just for that reason, we accepted to, to put this name, which we actually don't really like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what what uh, made what motivated you to write this book? Okay, um, I have been not dancing. I am very bad in dancing. 
Um, I've been playing music as a sonado, so the music player from flute and drum for with the traditional dance groups here on the island since I was 18, since I was 19 actually. And um, so I was involved with this world. And well, I think which is easy to 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 see immediately when when you when you see these traditional dances is they are different, yeah, very different from dances in our surroundings. Why were they different? Why were they that different? Where did they come from? Yes. So that's been intriguing you yeah, all your life. Been, yes, more or less. Yeah. More or less. And uh, well, then you always say, you know, I have to find, yeah, I have to find it. But there was no glue. There was nothing I could find to say, okay, this could be the reason or this compares to that, whatever. So it's, it's like virgin territory. It was completely virgin territory. We have to say, um, there were a lot of what we call bar theories. Bar theories are those who uh, become into a bar who are um, uh, after quite a lot of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Then your mind starts being very open to all kinds of uh, very uh, funny and uh, creative, well, creative yes, yes. Uh, ideas. And that's something that we, of course, happened here. And, well, people during the 20th century, basically, had said, oh, all dances uh, had, had this origin or that origin. They come from here, they come from there. But when you looked uh, at what they said and you look for, okay, how do you know? Have you got any proof about that? Nothing. Zero. It was just, I said, I think it's like this. Why shouldn't it be? Things like that. And uh, of course, that was not serious. Even theories that related our dances to well, thousands of years ago. Okay. To going back hundreds of years scares me. Thousands of years, it makes me laugh. Mm. <laughs> Directly. <laughs> and, and here everything is... Uh, or many people tend to think that our everything in our culture comes from oh thousands of years without any proof or at least well reasonable uh, reasons to say that so the first thing i had in my mind is for many of those theories okay this one is not right because of that this one is impossible because of this other reason so one by one we had uh, that all these bar theories fell down. Okay. Because and, and this, is years, is this for many years you've been... This was for many years, but I had no alternative. Yeah. We had no alternative. So then uh, 12 years ago, something very funny happened. I was looking at TV Sunday morning and at a certain point I saw a filming from 1933 and I saw people dancing they were dancing by pages in a strange way and in a strange place doesn't really look like a visa 
it I wasn't able to say hundred percent that was Pied Pages, but for sure uh, the region was well stunning. It was something incredible. So immediately I went after uh, what this filming was, where it was taken, when, and so. Okay. This was taken in uh, the sanctuary of Folgars. Folgars is a uh, village uh, near to uh, La Pobla de Lillet, which is in the pre-Pyrenees. Okay. It was clear that the relation between uh, those two dances, the one dance there and the ones here on the island, was too close to be just for chance. There was for sure uh, very clear evidence that was related, very closely related. So for the first time uh, I found a glue, something to, to start. Yes. So uh, I started to investigate about that book, uh, sorry, about this filming and then about the dances they were dancing there, because they actually were dancing in a place, three different dances, one after the other. One had no relation with the one from Ibiza, but the other ones, the other two ones, were clearly related to two of the main dancers here on the island. So I just, it was not just a question of one dance, the yes. two of the ones oh. on the island, the Larga and the Curta, mm. which are the two main styles of dance, mm. were there. Well, this was of course something couldn't stand up for, a, <laughs> for quite a long time. Yeah. So I started to, to, to buy books about this dance and where it came from and mm. it was very, just very little. When one day, a uh, couple of months after that, I just uh, passed uh, through, uh, the bookshop to, to get one of the books. It was a time previous to internet and Amazon and things like this. <laughs> and I went immediately after that to a lecture. When I passed to sit down, I was a little bit late, I passed in front of another person and I sat down next to him. When the lecture ended, the person said to me, okay, so you're investigating the origin of the traditional dances of the island. I was with a book from a little dance somewhere in the Pyrenees and so on. Mm -hmm. I, I, I looked to him and I said, how do you really know that? Well, I just bought that book two weeks ago. Oh, really? And I say, why? Well, I saw some images, some images on the TV a couple of months ago, and I started <laughs> to look. So then I bought that book, and then that other one. Yeah. It was exactly the same I had been doing. Well, since that moment, we have been working together. Oh, okay. And he is Mikel Mayordomo. Right, and, and is Mikel from Ibiza too? Yes, he is from Ibiza too. Oh, okay. And he's from Ibiza town, but he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, uh, at that moment we thought, okay, with this information we have now, we have just maybe to make an article, a couple of pages for maybe the Revista Ibiza or some, some local uh, thing. But getting after it, Every time, after one thing, we found another, and then another, and then we get every time back in time. And later on, we even get uh, far away from Avisa. 
every time farther away and seeing relations not only in time but also in space. Right. Well, maybe, maybe we can go through. I've I've got the book. And yeah. I, and I, and I, it's it's Catalan, but I've I've had it, I've had a go. So I just want maybe we can sort of follow the structure of the book a little bit. Yes. And which starts off uh, with with a description of the main parts of the dance. Yes. Could could you run through that with us? Okay, that's uh, that's important because uh, of course um, the people here we are dancing we all know that um, about that but. Um, as this book book has, or what we have found, has got implications, uh, which are far, uh, more than just for the island of Ibiza. We thought it was important to explain to the people reading this book out from here uh, what we are speaking about, mm. what we are talking about. So we start expl uh, with explanation of which are the dances and how they are. They are actually two styles of dance and in one of those styles there is just one way of dancing one dance remaining maybe in the past there were more we don't know and in the other one uh, we have variations which are uh, two um, even could say maybe three basically the dances the difference between them bases on in one side of the rhythm uh, which is called curta and larga, so short and long dance. Right. Eh? And, and the way you dance it, the short dance, which, which is actually not shorter than the long dance, but this is something <laughs> we will speak about later on if you want. Okay. Um, it's uh, the way the man dances is a little bit, let's say it lower. He doesn't jump that much. As in the other. Yes. As in the long dance. And then uh, you have got the, into the long dance, uh, you have got as balda filera, so the string, uh, the line dance, let's say like this, because uh, the man dances with uh, not just with one uh, girl, but maybe with two, with three, with four, mm. whatever. And uh, the girls, they follow each other. We have to say now that dancers, man tends, has got no fixed uh, steps he has to follow. It's just improvised. He jumps, he throws his legs and he approaches and he goes a little bit back from the girl. He always tries to dance in front of the girl. The girl, she has a fixed... Um, how should I say? A pattern. A pattern. Yeah. Eh? She has to follow. Mm. And she is not going to change that pattern for anything. So the boy has to try to get out of her way. If not, they are going to, to, to touch together, which is something impossible. Mm. And, uh, well, in, in this uh, string dance, the girls, they follow each, the first one, like a little train, let's say it like this. Okay. Eh? And then we have got the dodge or no rudadas, so the 12 or 9 turns. Okay, this is a interesting, very interesting dance. Um, and difficult to study because it was already a dance out of date um, in the 
the last period when the oldest people here on the island still danced the traditional dances in a natural way. So uh, just many of them had never seen this dance uh, took place. Others had seen it when they were young and they tried to reproduce it. We had many different versions. You have to see the, 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 the fact that the dance itself, it's called in two ways, the, ter the 12 turns or the nine rounds, the 12 yeah. rounds or the nine rounds yeah. gives already an idea that you have got the same dance with two different names. Okay, and the way it was uh, done varied uh, almost every time somebody explained it to us. But there were a couple of things in common, uh, uh, enough things to say, okay, we are speaking about the same dance. Because mm -hmm. at a certain point we could even have doubts about that. No, but no, uh, there's definitely a dance which was... And that dance has the, a part uh, where the man and the girl are making leaps, turning around in front of each one. And a final part where they dance a la larga, so the man jumping and the girl oh, again making her pattern, the traditional pattern. So this is one of the first chapters where we explain so in that, in that final dance, the, the, the man is rotating as well as the girl. Yes, exactly. Where, whereas in the first two, the man's more stationary and more kicking. Yes, yes. exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, and um, if, I, if, if I go and watch yes. some of this dancing, you normally see both types, do you? In one yes, yes. Right. Yes, you do. Yes, I'm yes, pretty yes. sure I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that, that, all that happening. And just out, out of interest... Is there a consistency across the island, or are there differences between the north uh, and the south? No, nah. there is a consistency. There is a very big consistency. Uh, there are so, just some very, very little differences. Mm, nah, we could say the consistency is more than 90%. Right. And, and it sounds like maybe this, this dancing had um, declined in popularity, and... Was there, was there a sudden uplift? Were, were there certain people on the island who decided, right, we don't want this to die out, let's, let's um, okay. do something? Uh, from, we could say, the beginning of the 20th century is the moment where it starts to decline. Right. Okay? And that happens quite quick. I have to say, many traditional dances around wells and things like this were disappearing already in the 20s, the 30s. But there was a main thing that changed everything and that already killed the traditional dances as a life being traditional thing, and which was our civil war. Right. Okay? After the civil war, 80%, 90% of those traditional dances never re-engaged and were danced again. Why was that? Well, this was, uh, for one part, because there was already a declining uh, in, this, in these dances, and others, as it was a civil war in a place where not many people were living, um, 
almost everywhere there were neighbors killed by neighbors and things like this. Mm. After that, dancing is, uh, well, almost impossible. It's the last thing on your mind. It's the last thing on your mind. Yeah. And, of course, as there were dead people in almost every family, they were not allowed to dance uh, for a couple of years. So, all together, you put one plus one plus one, okay, then you get this. But, by the other hand side, always, also at the beginning of the 20th century, starts of its the arrival um, of folklorism on the island, folklore. And so, at the same time as the traditional dancers were dying in their natural environment, in the natural way of being, mm. um, they were coming up um, in the town, in the Ibiza town, as something folkloristic. So, which is people appreciating and wanting to well to, uh, the, to uh, uh, it's it's strange uh, again the first people appreciating it were some local called it intellectuals or people uh, which were aware from our traditions uh, which were not the people from the countryside would say oh this is different this is something special we have to uh, show this huh? and they started to, to dance. The first um, people in the countryside who saw these folkloristic dances were they were uh, wearing uh, old dresses which were out of date completely. Um, they were saying, well, what is that? <laughs> they are, it's not carnival. I mean, it's <laughs> why are they wearing this way? And why are they dancing this 12 or 9 rounds, which is an out-of-date dance? Yeah. Uh, okay, this thing. So at the beginning in the countryside, they were looking a bit uh, uh, reluctant to that. And also, they had changed their way of dance, the new ways of dance came into the countryside and they call it Balz da Vila. So, dances from the town. <laughs> okay. Eh? Or Balja Farrat, uh, dances where you catch each other, when you can touch each other, which was something really uh, different to, to the traditional ways. So, in the same moment that, uh, on the same years that the people in the countryside were leaving their dances and when they started to dance again they were incorporating the other dances every time more and more the people in Ibiza town were uh, focusing their attention and promoting folkloristic dances this later on uh, invaded let's say like that the countryside we have to say the time in Franco's time had also um, big importance in that. Franco uh, tried to promote um, these folkloristic dancing groups. Like uh, in all the regions of Spain, like a way to... Uh, how could I say, how could I explain this in English? It was a way to, uh, in a controlled way, to let the people to be a little bit, to show their differences. Right. They all had to be Spanish, they had to yes. speak Spanish, they had to think the same things. Yes. But they could have these little things 
which were a way to, uh, to, to, to avoid having the people uh, staying against their ideas. Okay. Huh? So, it was the controlled way yeah. to show your differences. All right. You're not allowed to speak Catalan? No, not at but, all. But, but, but we'll let you... We'll let you dance your yeah. traditional dances. Yeah. And maybe in these dances you can even uh, sing a song mm. in Catalan. But just in that occasion. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it was an up and down from two facts. The traditional life dances mm. and uh, which were going down and the folkloristic dances which were coming up. And then as, as the decades um, have, have gone through from that time, yes. has, did, did, did the popularity continue with the two types of dancing? Or, or has, was, was there a period where, where there really was a, a fear of it disappearing? It sounds like it was strong and has remained strong uh, okay. into the 21st century. Into the 21st century, now we have got a lot of uh, folkloristic groups but um, it's uh, we are we have it's it's saved let's say it like this in the way of a folkloristic show it's uh, very in danger as a way of natural way of having fun and uh, tool for courtship, which actually was the meaning of that dance. Mm. So this would uh, bring us to the discussion from how to make our dances live again in a natural way, without the scenery, without wearing uh, clothes from the 19th or the 18th century, just dancing for having fun. Yes. Which is something which, for instance, in Mallorca is really achieved for in the 70s. But here it's still a discussion. It's still def very difficult to, to get them in mind. They are still um, the product from the idea from Franco to show this thing on a scenery for a public which is public and we are the actors. We are making the dances uh, the way they were in an even more professional and spectacular way. We are better as they were before. Now all the young people, they all can play the castanets uh, while they dance, which was in the, in the, in the past time something uh, we would say, well, just uh, very few times you would find somebody who was able to that. 90% of the dancers were just dancing and there was somebody playing the castanets next so does, to the player. Are you aware that it happens spontaneously, that people will just, around Ibiza, will, will just break into dance? Or, or is it still, at the moment, mainly as, a, as an exhibition? At the moment it's 90% exhibition. Okay. We have got these dances on the wells and so in the summer, uh, where there is a fight between the, the people we are thinking there you should dance without sceneries, without uh, old clothes and things like this. Letting everybody participate in a natural way. You dance, you dance whatever you want, whenever you want, with wherever, whoever you want. Mm. And the others who are just bringing the show to the wells. Okay, so um, 
there is the it's difficult but i think it will go in the in the good direction but you have to push mm. you have to push do they teach it in the schools um well mainly not mm. mainly not uh there are some schools which have done uh well just now and then yeah uh they have been uh, teaching it but not as a normal thing which is one of the ideas i defend to um to incorporate and to give this the the dance another way to to learn it because if you have to go to a folkloristic group okay then you are in a certain uh way of doing uh, with some obligations and so and many people uh, just uh, is not interested in that. They want to dance because they like it, but they don't want to have to buy uh, clothes or those jewelry, which is <laughs> extraordinarily uh, expensive or so. And the way of reintroducing this dance in a natural way would be definitely put because it in, children, in the schools. What, and if you, you look, start teaching children to dance, you can't stop them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have been to schools many times to do. Well, on a certain moment, showing that, mm. and you see the little boys and girls. They can't stop mm. when they hear the music. They just can't stop because this music, this music is made to dance, yes, <laughs> yes, it is, yeah. and it works. Mm. And it works. Well, my daughter's in San Juan, uh -huh. so maybe we can somehow coordinate. Okay, yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Um, what What do you know? What do we know then about the the origins of, of our of dances? Mm. Okay, what do you mean when you say origins? Because you can, uh, uh, there are different answers to uh, what origin mean. Uh, when you ask for origin, do you mean who invented this dance? How it came to the island, if it came here and it was not uh, born here spontaneously? Uh, what is the meaning of each dance? Yeah. All those things yes. are origins. Yes. No? Okay, so depending on what we we are asking, the answer would be different. What would we know now after this twelve years starting and at a certain point saying stop? <laughs> now we have to publish. If not, uh, okay. Now uh, the kind of dance we are dancing is a couple courtship dance. This is clear. Yes. Okay. Now. A uh, couple courtship dance has an historian, uh, historical known origin in the cultures surrounding us. And this is born uh, in center of Europe in the Middle Ages. Right. Previous to the 11th century, we don't know exactly how many centuries previous to that. For sure, a long time after the Romans, but some moment after that. How do, we, how do you know that? that okay, two, two, two ways. One is, uh, when we studied the, um, the, our dances and we found this clue and we started to, to look after it, uh, we went from one dance, which was the origin from the dance we were looking at. From that previous dance had an origin which was known as be the previous one, from that one. So one after the other, it's like a chain who brings you to the end yes. of the chain. And the end of the chain is for one 
part what we found at that moment in a certain place but this is something not only we discovered but was known by uh, great uh, historians and people who looked specialists in dances around around the world like Germain Prudhomme or Kurt Sachs and they say okay this kind of dance was uh, born uh, at that moment because the social um, behavior and the social beliefs at that moment um, made that possible. Previous to that, uh, when you make a courtship a couple dance, you have in some way um, the same value for men and women. And that's something that previous to that moment wasn't like this. And that's something that even nowadays in other cultures still is not like that. Right. That's why, for instance, you will never find a couple dance in North Africa. There's still not one. Mm. No one. Even in the Quran, he says it's haram to dance a, a girl with a boy. Yes. Even the Quran say it's a problem that in uh, when there is a marriage that girls and boys dance separately but more or less in the same place this is already a problem mm. quran says very clearly mm. the only way that a girl could dance not with a man but in front of a man is if it is her man so she's married mm. they are alone and the music she's playing is allowed by quran Okay. That's the only possibility. Yes. So it's not strange. We haven't been able to find anything in South. Uh, so that was a certain North point in, in um, the religious development of, of European culture then, that, that it became acceptable yes. for this to happen. This was one of the reasons. Yes. Yeah? And then you have got the, the noble people, the high society. They were the first to say, okay, uh, they had the Amour Cortés, so the, the love, um, between the ladies in the high society and the men who wanted to, to courtship them and mm. so. And at that moment, the, 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 the women get a position, a high position they had never had before. So this high society class in the castles started with this kind of culture, mm. which gave the possibility to dance. On the same level right this appears at that moment and from that moment on there are different types of dances very early it starts with the alta danza and basa danza which means high dance and low dance now you see we have got here the long dance and the short dance one each leaping higher and yeah. the other one much lower yeah. so you see from the beginning on there is a kind of relation or a clear relation in the way in the ways of dance and this dichotomy between one and the other and then you see different dances coming in every moment and the more you come to our moment uh, you see the dances are every time closer and more recognizable you can recognize them much easier but even i have to say in the very early 11th century uh, uh, there was um, a description in Rutlip, which was a kind of book from uh, um, uh, this 
heroes which are fighting against dragons and trying to get this nice lady, the princess and things like this. And then they describe a dance there. This description, if you put it out of this text and you read it, you could say, oh, it's a quite good description from our traditional dances now, right. here on the island now. Really? So this is stunning. I mean, this yes. is something very interesting. Did you, did you have a sudden realization then? Yes. Okay. This is something we find much later. Because actually our study uh, started from now to the past. We yes. went every time looking for the dance which created or was derivation from another one which was previous and previous and previous. Mm. So this was one of the last documents we found. Right. <laughs> and it was fantastic. Yes. What a feeling. Yes. Because uh, at, the, at the very far end, you are back to the place where you are now. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Yes. And, uh, and then your research, did yes. it take you to other countries or were you mainly using the internet mainly? Okay. Uh, well, internet has been a fantastic tool. How easy it is now to, to investigate whatever you want oh. or how incredibly uh, fantastic were the people who were investigating previous to the time of internet, for sure. Um, now, we started from, from these dances in Catalonia, so we had also to, to consult um, archives in Barcelona and other places. And later on, we went to, because those dances, the um, Bail Cerda, um, had previous origins in uh, dance, for instance, in the 16th century, which was a dance uh, which was a hit all over Europe, which was the Galliard. Uh, Galliard, which we call Gallarda. Now, see the similarity between Gallarda and Llarga. Right, yes. This is not by chance. No. Uh, at certain moment, our dance here uh, gets uh, an influence from that name. And you have got a linguistical process when you have got a word which is similar to another one, but you cannot understand, then you use the other one. Yeah. Okay? That's why we call Yarga, so long dance, to a dance which is not longer than the short dance. <laughs> okay? That explains it. Yeah. Uh, by the other hand, we had also uh, La Curta, which uh, is the well, modern name, but uh, we find out that in previous uh, uh, decades and centuries, it had another name. The name was changed. The old name was La Plana. Still nowadays in Sacala de San Vicente, which is one of the most, uh, let's say, parts of the island because of the inaccessibility, uh, which tends to, to, to keep uh, some old things, still they, they still call it La Plana. Mm. Okay, in Catalonia, you have got Esbal Pla. So, the same. Yeah. Okay, then we went to these dances we find in related to the Larga, this Galliard. And uh, from those we went on and on and on until we arrived to this 10th century mm. and it's a kind of dead end. Right. How, how do, you have, do you have any idea how the dance dances came. reached Ibiza? Yes, of course. Uh, you have, as you know, that dance 
was born in the Middle Ages, uh, then you have to find out a logical, historically um, way that it could have arrived. Okay, uh, this is, has got only one way, which is the 13th century when the Catalans arrive on the island. Right. Yeah. At that moment, the dance, very similar to the way we dance it nowadays, was already practiced there. So it's logical that those people, when they came over, they brought with them their own dances, like they brought their own culture, their own language, their cookery, everything else. For sure, they brought also other ways of dance, so group dances, which were practiced also at that times, but they are lost. Why? Good question. Mm. I think the way the population was settled on the land could be a good uh, reason for that. To make group dances, uh, you need um, two things. More people than to make couple dances. Yes. <laughs> and um, a social uh, group feeling, let's say, together from the society. Mm. Well, I would say our society is the most individualistic society I've ever seen everywhere. Even in the dance, you can see it. Mm. Not even the, the woman dances something that's comparable with a man. No. It seems even if you don't look well or if they don't dance well, that they are dancing different dances, yes. <laughs> each one on their own way. Yes. Eh? So it's, uh, I think it's hard to, 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 to get a, a group dance all good together in a society which is very, very individualistic. And, it, and it's individual, individualistic because of the way it's so dispersed geographically. Uh, the fact that every house tried traditionally to be self-sufficient on the island and almost achieve it, uh, get it, uh, that makes a very individualistic society. And this arrives to all the aspects of the society, the way to be the people. So. Uh, let's talk now about how or what the dances were used for. Could you talk a bit about okay. that? Okay. As I told you, they were courtship couple dances. This is the kind of dances. In these bar theories, you hear about moon dances and um, war dances and things like this. Okay, they have got no, no reason to be. No, they are clear a dance where the man shows off how strong, healthy, he is in front of the girl. Yes. She is just not looking even at him. They used she to say... She her eyes down, doesn't she? Yes, the yeah. eyes go down. Mm. Not the head down. No. Don't confuse this. The head down would be a kind of submission. Right. Not at all. Looking, not at him, but looking to somebody else or so, would be something, well... Not uh, not polite. So she just looks down, mm. eh? and she goes her own way. Um, this is something that uh, shows us. Uh, oh yes, I, sorry, I was wanted to tell you that we used to say in the past years about the dancers. Uh, the aim of the dancer is to dance as long as possible in front of the girl. 
normally they, they just stop the dance when the dancer couldn't dance anymore and exhausted. Really? Yes. Fell <laughs> on his knees or just <laughs> on the floor. So the aim of the man was to dance as long as possible. The aim of the girl was to um, to dance or to 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 make the the as many men as possible exhausted, <laughs> <laughs> one after the other. Yes. Yes. And uh, well, it's it's a very basic way of how a little bit the courtship is out of the dance as well. Don't forget, in a visa culture, woman was the one who had the last word about who she was going to marry with. Right. Okay, she is totally controlling. Mm -hmm. He goes in middle of the place where they dance and he calls her to dance. But she's not obliged to go there. So if she refuses, he is laughed out by everyone. Because you see them, uh, the man with the castanet, with the he, he, he clicks it's like he, this at, at, at the girl. Yes. And then they and she comes. move forward. And you would say, oh, this is very rude way of calling her, very macho way of doing it. Mm. But you have to know that she's not obliged at all mm. to go. Mm. So he is risking there. It does look very flirtatious. Yes. When you see the dancing. Yes, she uh, traditionally, um, they both get out the shoes to dance. So for, for sure the girls could uh, move in a way which you don't really see she's walking. It seems like she's rolling a little floating. bit. Floating. Yes. yes? Yeah. This text about the 11th century says she's like floating. Really? And he's like a fork against her and that's the way um, she was uh, uh, dancing and this is something we have found described also in old dances from the 16th from the 14th century mm. she steps like the petridge you call them this this birds which go very quick I don't remember the name of those birds anyway the, the way of dancing from the woman here on the island was what used to be something very common out of the island. We have to say from the courtship dances that were born some moment in the middle of Europe by this high society, uh, the ones which probably are most unchanged are the ones from Ibiza. Really? Yes. Yes. And do you Again, have... this watch we were speaking at the yeah. beginning, which is going slowly. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, and then, so the, the idea is that um, the girls and the boys want to have a forum where it's acceptable for them to come together. Exactly, and, exactly. And for the men to show off and to impress <laughs> to the, girl. the girls. And to impress the girls. And then the girl will make her choice. That's it. Right. Not just because of the dance. Yes, but it helps. <laughs> but it helps. Yeah. It helps. Um, has there been a big change in it over the centuries or has it remained fairly static? Uh, what we know from now, uh, from the last dancers who explained us how they danced, to the very first uh, documents we have got explaining how people dance here on the island, which were from the middle 18th century, Changes are not strong. Mm. No. 
of the last time, for instance, men didn't came in the middle like, uh, to to call the girl with the castanet. Mm. They just went to her asking, do you want to dance with me? She said yes. Mm. Then they both came into the place mm -hmm. to dance, okay. for instance, things like this. In the moment that some clothes changed, um, the way you could uh, uh, hold these clothes uh, changed as well, a little right. bit the dances, but there are tiny differences. And, and the actual structure of the dance with, with, the, with the man kicking yeah. a lot yes. and, and the girl floating, Yes. do we know... Why, why it's structured like that? Or is that just the way it's always been since the 11th century? It's the way, because of the descriptions, we know mm. it has been like this. Mm. So there is no reason we could say, no, it has been changed here because we wanted that or that. No, it has been unchanged. Why they start doing it that way at that moment could be a good question mm. for a second book. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the music? Yes. Has that changed? Not as far as we know. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. no. Um, we have to know that uh, about the melody, because uh, the rhythm is fixed, but melody is not so fixed. Uh, there is a big part of improvisation from the music, from musicians. This is uh, something which was common in the music uh, all around Europe and even farther uh, for many centuries, in some places still now. Uh, in the last decades, uh, the, the musicians tend to fix their music. Why? One, because they are losing the, um, the way they understand our traditional music yeah. when they are being teached, they are teached in a, in an area where all the musics you have around are fixed. They are always played the same time. If you want to see the difference between the way that uh, some orchestra makes one uh, piece or another, they are very subtle. Mm -hmm. Here it was very different, so different, and uh, that uh, two. Uh, music together, two musics together, were sometimes difficult to 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 make it able to to play together, because everyone was playing his way, so it sounded a little bit of a disaster. <laughs> and in the past times, they were playing mostly alone. Okay, so I was going to say, I think at the moment it's normally one one pipe one piper. And one or but multiple castanets. Uh, no, nowadays there are two pipers. Right. And so, as they have to play together, or one of the two has to be very good to know adapting immediately to the changes the other one is making. Okay. But this is something which has which is disappearing, or they play a fixed melody, and like this. They can play together, and that's what happens. It's happening now. That's uh, that's something. Uh, it's a shame. It's uh, it's, it's a pity that this is happening like this, because it's uh, losing a way of uh, thinking about the music and playing the music. Of course, that was very ancient, and it's now disappearing. So nowadays, it's uh, normally you see two 
drum and flute players and then all the rest with the castanets. In the previous times it was 90% of the times one player and with one castanet player which many times not even was dancing, was not even dancing. Um, so looking at the future, with, yes. with that, um, if, if that spontaneity could be ret returned in terms mm -hmm. of the dancing and, and the music, are you optimistic that could, that could happen and that the, the, the music has <sighs> okay. a future in the dancing? If I had to bet money, I would bet, but not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, not really optimistic, but I am, uh, for instance, the fact that the dancers are, uh, recover uh, some places from the ancient times, like in the wells, so in those special days where they were playing and took place then, I think this will happens, happen and that they will recover every time a little bit more this, well, spontaneity uh, they had. Uh, I think they also will reach new places and occasions and times and dates to the, uh, to be uh, to take place in this way. For the music at that moment, I'm not that optimistic because 99% of the new drum players uh, and flute players on the island don't even know that uh, what I explained to you. So first thing is to let them know, and then they change totally their behaviors and the way they learned. That's hard. In a society that doesn't have other examples of that, that's going to be hard. Okay. Are there, are there, um, is there some way that you could influence how they're trained? Uh, well, uh, when I gave lectures, when I read, uh, write books and so, I tell this. Mm. But we are at that moment a very very little minority. Um, I have been teaching uh, some uh, people uh, who learned and I told them and I know that some of them at least when they have been teaching others again told this uh, to the people but if you have to play with another which is not aware of that which is not practicing that and also a thing which is more difficult to go with another, to play together good with another which is improvising. It's like a little bit like jazz. Mm. You have to be really very good. Yeah. If you just can do it a little bit, mm. it's not that easy. So like this here, uh, when we normally play two together, which we have never been playing together, we used to say, you can go in advance, I will follow you. That means I am the good one, because I am able to follow you. I see. Yes. <laughs> so you are giving the him his honor, but that's not an honor at all. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, for, for my, my perception is that it's alive and well. You see, you hear it wherever you go. Yes. So it does seem to be thriving. Okay. It looks like this, but it isn't. I. Uh, some moment, uh, one year ago, I had a lecture about uh, the future, a plan to re-make um, natural our dancers, repopularize them. And 
then I said, well, many people in the dance group say, oh, okay, dance is very good. There has never been that many groups as now and so on. So I start counting how many dancers were in each group and how many dancers were in the past in each group, which are not dancing now. Right. Okay. And uh, then I came to a figure and I compared that uh, to the total population of the island. Okay. I don't remember exactly what the result was, but something like 1.5% uh, mm. of the population of the island has ever danced these dances. Okay. Okay. I would say that's not something to say, hooray, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Then I compared that to uh, how many people could have been danced on the island, for instance, in the 20s, when it was alive, knowing how many people were on the island, how many people were in Ibiza town, so they were put away from that, how many people were priests or nuns or um, people who were blind or had lack of a leg or mm. all those reasons why they wouldn't be able to dance. And, well, I came to, to a figure which was obviously much, much higher. Right. I came to a 70 or 75 percent of the population. And when I multiplied this by the population at that moment, and I multiplied this 1.5 percent now on the island, you saw that at the 20s they were dancing many more people than now. Mm. So be careful when you say, oh, it's okay, and it's over. Now we forget about the thing that at that moment they were dancing in the 20s just to have fun, for the real reason for that dances, and now 90% they are just showing off. So, so it's still quite fragile. It is quite fragile uh, as something natural, yes. Yeah. And we also have to say from this 1.5%, 90% uh, of the people are avisons from generations. Again, the different societies on the same mm. island. Again, oil and water. Mm. And we have to go through this. If someone feels himself as a vison, because he's born here, because he lives here, because he has interest on the island, he has to feel open to go to these groups, but this is still not like that. Right. It is a kind of reserve of still from the last Aborigines, mm. little by little. Well, hopefully that will change and it will go from strength to strength. I hope so. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you, Tony. Thank, thank you very much. And I'm hoping we've got a few minutes now yes. to uh, hear you play some music. Okay. Yes, yeah, so if you could play the two rhythms dance with rhythm with the melody eh? yes thank okay. you go on so this would be la curta or if we were in sacada we would say la plana
Just a little taste. Okay. of yodel you can find this well of course in 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 the, in the alps but also you find it in the balkans uh, and if you go farther in turkey iran and so in these places which are isolated because of mountains or because of islands it's still so it seems to be it was a music which and a kind of decoration in the voice which was very common centuries ago and which has now just kept on isolated places. Yes. And still still clinging on in Ibiza. Yes, yes. And what was that song about? This is a song I made about my daughter uh, when she was, she's now 21. Uh, when she was 14, she uh, started to, to dress like Gothic. So everything in black. So I'm making a song about well, how her father feels when at a certain moment her little girl, which was like a princess in pink, everything starts to change into something completely in black yeah. with uh, crosses and things like this. A little bit in a humoristic way and also to, to compare uh, how parents normally are scared of the changes from their sons and their daughters. But then I compare this from how I was wearing my clothes and how what my father thought about it. Yeah. And I say, well, the world is cyclic. It yes. ha happens everything again. And the important things of people are others. So that's a little bit what it is about. Because these songs are just stories to be told with a rhythm and with some notes. That's Wonderful. the importance of these songs. Understand them, it's not easy. 
Thanks very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <coughs> This haunting song was recorded in San Jose in the 1950s in Ibiza. It's called Bon Amor Jo et Venk Aver, which roughly translates as Good Love, I'll Come See You. It's part of the Alan Lomax collection at the American Folklife Centre in the Library of Congress. It's used courtesy of the Association for Cultural Equity. Vas a las tres, pareces, las galfa, ve. No tengas pocket, bucket, y porque no aprovecho.